One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombus donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, friends, have you noticed that no matter how much yoga we do, we still may struggle in our intimate relationships. Yoga can and does help, but at a certain point, you need more relational practices and support from trusted allies. My husband and I have a wonderful marriage, but we're not necessarily the best relationship teachers. In episode 315, I brought on the founders of the relationship school, Jason and Ellen. They live and breathe all things relational boundaries, conflict, owning your needs, attachment styles, and so much more. If you want to learn how to work through conflict better and communicate better, Jason is offers, offering 50% off his Indestructible Partnerships course. Thousands of people have changed their relationships for the better with this course. Go to relationshipschoolslash Laura and use the coupon code Laura to get 50% off this life changing course. Now, back to the podcast. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Wednesday QA, where you all ask the questions and we answer. We As in me and my wonderful, fearless co host, Kristen Williams. Hey, Laura. Hey, everybody. So glad to be here. Yes, we are so glad to be here. One of our favorite things. So, this first one is from Daniela. She has a question about her hamstring, hamstring tendon on my left side. It has been stretched way too much in the past due to old yoga practice. Now I know better and I don't get it with lit. So grateful for that. But on some days, I still feel it very painful, and my left leg doesn't fire optimally because it wants to avoid the pain I feel. I only recently noticed that this is probably also the reason for my weaker left glute and knee pain. So, my question is basically how can I release this pain somehow? How can I support recovery best? You want to go into that? Yeah. You know, that's a tough one, especially because she's. We know she has a history of overstretching with traditional yoga. And what we really started to see clinically, at least in my experience working in sports medicine, was、um, an increased incidence of actually people having tearing at the tendinous attachment, the insertion, really, it's the origin at the、um, ischial tuberosity. And For that nagging, nagging injury, they end up finally going to get that MRI or ultrasound, you know, different ways of finding out what's going on. And they would see that it could be 25% torn away, 50%. I knew people that had it 75% torn away. So it's basically hanging on by a thread. That being said, when I was working more in the clinic and less with lit, 
I was arguably paying a lot less attention to the pelvis and its role in this as well. So my answer is, I guess, twofold. I would want to encourage her if she knows that she's really working with a neutral pelvis, she's really lit up, L-Y-T up, and and, and confident that she's not walking around in in an anterior tilt or doing provocative things throughout her day, not on the mat that might be aggravating it, she might want to get some scans done, some, some, you know, testing just to rule that out. There are more advanced, they are doing, you know, surgical reattachments of those. If it's X percent torn away, just knowing her history where that might be the case. However, you know, she can function, she can continue to function as long without pain, I think, if she is balanced in her pelvis, which I'm sure you'll go into as well, where she's not constantly tense, tensioning on that tendon. So knowing that it bothers her sometimes on the mat, sometimes not, and if and if she is LYT lit up, she's probably not bothering it on the mat. She's just feeling it there and I would look to what she's doing off the mat. What do you have to say for that? For that? Yeah, I, I echo what you said. And I would say that, you know, if we look at uh, the biomechanics or the kinesiology, you know, the pelvis is balanced and neutral. Let's assume that's happening. Because where the um, hamstrings, the three muscles that make up the hamstrings come up and insert is on the ischial tuberosity, the sit bone. Well, that's the very bottom of your pelvis. And that's it. I mean, there's a, you know, there's the... There's a little bit in front, but it's it's a lot right there. So to your point, getting it neutral and then really balancing the other things that will contribute to helping it stay neutral and helping that decreased demand when the trunk is moving and the you know and pulling on the pelvis. So that would be to, like she mentioned, she's noticing her glute med. Well, glute med is going to support laterally. The other things that'll support from in the inferior, the the, the bottom adductors, making sure that they're strong, but also that they have a good functional length, that they're not too tight and restricted. Because if they are, they'll tend to try and tip the pelvis anteriorly, which will pull on that proximal hamstring. So keeping the adductors tight, but also functionally lengthened, that's what we do in our side lunges. So I would say, you know, Daniela, are you in your side lunge? Are you going back into your glutes and then like hugging a little bit around there for support but also lifting the pelvis, like the contents up, I say, because that's really the pelvic floor. The pelvic floor also attaches, part of it attaches to the tuberosities. So then trying to get the superior energy. So I would work on the deep core stuff because if you're getting into the transverse, the eye and back and the pelvic floor, all of those energetically are going to unburden that area. And then other things you can do, you know, pay attention to sitting. If you're sitting for a long period of time, all that weight is going into your ischial tuberosities and that can compress that area that might already feel vulnerable. So, you know, focus on getting up like every, you know, 20 minutes. It's those prolonged sitting. We know car drives are really the worst. Getting up as much as you can. Using your fingers. Again, if you don't have this tear that's so severe that you would need surgery, using your fingers and and sometimes a butter knife, you know, like, and scraping along there because there can be scar tissue that develops after you have a tear. And that scar tissue is helpful in creating stability, 
but it can be, it can pull the fibers a little differently and create that tug, that similar type feeling you used to have in your old yoga practice where it's pulling at the proximal insertion. So just giving a little, I've had a lot of people have success with that because this injury we've talked about before ad nauseum, especially in our teacher training, it, it sucks. It just stays with you. You can feel the echo of it for years. And it's good to know that that is a that is a message, a opinion that the brain has had. Maybe it's to guard that area. And so give it support in other ways as well. But I would say, like, if you're practicing with us, you're going to be the safest you can and getting those gluteals working because they are obviously they 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 lay over the hamstrings and are going to give them extra support. Yep. All right. Next question. Hi, Lauren, Kristen. And this is from, oops, I screenshotted. I don't have the name. Oops. Okay. Well, my question is about watching to stretch the abdominal wall. I think she means wanting. Wheel pose feels fine in my body with neutral pelvis and my lit training on how to stay engaged there, but it's not a position I find myself wanting to do except on rare occasions. Is there an effective way to get a sensation of stretch there without tipping the pelvis forward or just arching the back. So it sounds like what you're aiming for is a sense of just not so much tightening. Because, you know, we talk about abdominals being strong. That is a different, that is a functional strength. That is an activation strength. But because so many people are sitting in a flex position, they can actually get tight there. And so coming up right and then even extending in the spine can feel that, that fascial restriction. It's more the connective tissue than the muscles. The muscles, we have to remember, they don't change their size. They don't, in in terms of, they don't change, like they're not getting shortened. It's the stuff around it, the encasing of it. So I would say, do some just sitting stretches where your hands are behind your head and you just lean back and you're still in a neutral pelvis, but you're getting that opening without the incredible demand of having a neutral pelvis while your hips are extending. I mean, like that's what happens in wheel. So many people struggle with that for this reason. Their front chain is really tight, including their shoulders. And then they just don't have the shoulder strength to push into the floor to lift their body. We always have to think of, you know, what are the demands on the different joints? What, what is the tissue need to be doing? What do the muscles need to be doing? And then what are the forces placed upon it? That's pure gravitational forces. So that's a lot to add, you know, for the shoulder. And so, you know, you don't have to pop in a wheel every day. I I knew that early on when I was teaching and vinyasa practices typically throw a wheel in, you know, at the end, like, if you can do this. And I felt like this is really not fair. People aren't prepared for a variety of reasons. So you don't have to go to that to get the same benefit. Again, just sitting, you're in a flexed, um, your hips are flexed, your pelvis is neutral, lean back at your scapula, open up. You can do it on the ground with your knees bent, like you're almost in a bridge, lean on a block and do it. You might not feel the deep stretch that you would feel in a wheel. And that's okay because that is, that isn't that, that you're taking all of the fascia from, you know, the top of your shins across your quadriceps, across your anterior pelvis and then up into the trunk. Just make it about the trunk. And, you know, we do bridge. We, we open up the front. But those big, full back bends require a lot of opening. Do you have any other 
thoughts about that? Yeah, well, I can feel what she's desiring. You know, I, I do like to put, I call, I hate, I hesitate to call them back bends. I call them back lengthenings. Into mm-hmm. a lot of my practice, I had one in this morning. My my, my flow is called uh, desk job remedy, and one of the moves was to be in tall kneeling. So that would be when you're standing on your knees, your shins are you know lying on the ground, and you're on your knees, bringing the hands to the low back and lifting up out of the pelvis and leaning back. The same thing you're talking about in a sitting position, but what it gives you in addition is a little bit of that front thigh, that that you know anterior thigh chain tightness, mm, which will I love that. pull from yeah. below a little bit. But that idea, it doesn't feel like wheel because you're not compressing in the low back. You're not getting the shoulders, like you said, where a lot of people don't have that lat mobility or the shoulder range of motion. But man, you just get that lift up and out. Your chest gets open. And it does. It goes all the way down into the fascia of the abdomen, that anterior chain that we're so tight in. We're we are we are weak proximally and we're tight anteriorly for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. I would call that more like Western s- civilization. Yeah. And so getting those hands in the low back, drawing down, lifting up and out, and just imagine that you're growing taller, but in this universal curve of the spine, it feels so good. So try that too. So try it seated, I think a little easier because the hips are flexed and then try it in a tall kneeling would kind of be, or even in a, a half kneel, I, I had it there first, you know, hands behind the head and a half kneel. And then the third progression was knees down, you know, lifting up and out. And so see, see if that doesn't kind of curb your appetite for that lengthening without the discomfort and arguably in many cases, trauma of wheel. Yeah. And the other thing that just popped my mind that I do, and you know, you have to have an, a TheraBall for this, one of these big exercise balls. But sometimes if I walk on the treadmill, I'm doing a lot of upward try. I try and do like, you know, in, um, incline just to get like, you know, the, everything, the posterior chain working. I'll get on my exercise ball afterwards. And then you have the full support from behind and you open up. It feels so amazing. And that's going to give you exactly what you get in wheel, but you're in, you get complete support. It feels amazing. It also feels amazing on your belly too, to stretch out your yes. back that way too. And just like, yes. I know uh, I love my ball. <laughs> I love those TheraBalls. They're great. We need to do more classes with them. <laughs> All right. We have another question. This is from Kristen Donia. I'm writing about migraines. I get at the base of my atlas. So everybody, the atlas is where it's C1, where the connection from the skull lies on. I have a neck that needs some support to strengthen and stay in place. I can't even lie on either side without a specific pillow, or I feel pressure at the base of my neck on the left or right for hours or days afterwards. Specifically, my atlas area and the sternocleidomastoid muscle are a thing from life and probably minor car accidents. I have a five-month-old, and I know that lit yoga will help in some way, shape, or form. Can you recommend a program given my circumstances? I saw there's a program that allows you to get to ask specific questions. So I will just go right in. Kristen, if you're not on our platform, I definitely recommend getting on there. And everything we do is working to better find neutral spine, which includes your cervical spine. specifically. If you're looking for a program, I would try the posture series because we go through, you can correct as much as you want 
where you think your head needs to be. But if your shoulder girdle, your rib cage, and your pelvis, and then the spine, the rest of the spine is not in its best alignment, it is, it is a tug of war constantly. And that, so my gut is that you need that whole system kind of in place. The neck is, is taking the brunt because it, these are small muscles in the back of your neck. If your skull is protruded because the rest of your posture is not in alignment, it's a lot of load to hold. And those muscles are just not equipped for that. Migraines are one of the, you know, number one symptoms when you have uh, TMJ, which is related to not having your skull lined on top of the atlas, and weak cervo- deep cervical flexors. We work on all of that, but my recommendation is take the postural series 20 minutes, 20 days, and we hit all the parts because it's the combination of all of them that will help your neck alignment. That's a great suggestion because it's she'll be working on creating that strength, like you said, working those deep cervical flexors. She'll be working to open up the other structures so there's less demand on that area. And then also, you know, a couple little tiny red flags that waved in my head, you know, knowing that she has a five-month-old, is she breastfeeding? You know, does she have a little bit of laxity that say that those breastfeeding hormones might be does she have a history of migraines before? Or she did say that she had the auto accidents also was another tiny red flag. When we're talking about the upper cervical spine and the headaches, I would say there's a 90% chance it's musculoskeletal. But if someone came into me and they were telling me this history, I would want to know, are you breastfeeding? Or, you know, have you ever had any, any extra, you know, any scans done? to make sure that there's not an instability there because there are those outliers, those, those 10%, 5% of people that we'd, we'd want to, now lit yoga is not going to affect, even if you have an, 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 an unsafe, an unstable, excuse me, cervical spine, there's really nothing we do in lit that's, that would be a red, you know, a, a contraindication to lit. So that's going to help you no matter what, but I would just kind of put that out there as to something that maybe next time she goes to her doctor, if she's never had any scans done, you know, what might be causing this? Because it does sound like, you know, she'll have it and then it's pretty severe. And so that just, those were the couple little red flags. But number one, exactly what you said, Laura, work on that posture, work on all the surrounding musculature to see if you can't, you know, why are you having, what's going on there? And in the sternocleidomastoid, What's it trying to do to stabilize and, and why? So that was my thought. Yeah, because the atlas, you know, it's, it's the, being the top cervical vertebra, it is one that doesn't have transverse processes. Well, that means it has less, there are fewer ligaments to stabilize, right? Yeah. Because it doesn't have any of these processes that go out for attachments to, you know, muscles or ligaments. And so you are going to have, you know, you do have a lot of deep connective fascia there that is helping along the nuchal ligament. But yeah, you've, that lateral instability could definitely, the the fact that lying on a side or something like that, I agree with Kristen, it's always good to be cautious and make sure that it isn't anything else. And, And why she brought up, if you're breastfeeding, you know, even if you're not breastfeeding, you could still have residual horn relaxin that are circulating, but especially if you're breastfeeding, you're going to have those, those those are going to make your ligaments more relaxed. So that is going to give you that 
feeling of instability. And when the ligaments are a little bit more relaxed, it's quite possible the muscles overlying are going to tighten to try and get, you know, because our body really does crave stability. So look at all of that, look at the alignment and then check in with us. You can always write us and and let us know if there's any follow-up to that. But we wish you the best because neck pain, migraines, no good, especially if you have a baby. My gosh, gosh. that's the last thing you want. Hard enough. (laughs) It is hard enough indeed. All right. We have time for one more question and I will... This is about us. So Megan Spears Yoga asked, what's a typical work day like for you and KB? And I kind of want to, ha, ha, ha. I'll let, I'll let you start off. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, first of all, there is no typical work day, which I love about my job. You know, that's every day is different. But I am, as many of you know, I used to live in New Jersey, right near Laura, and I moved to Wisconsin. So I still have a number of both private clients and classes that I still teach through uh, Lit New Jersey, now Lit Prime, early, early. So I am up anywhere between 4.30 a.m. and 5 o'clock every morning working, either teaching private clients or teaching on Lit Prime. So my day starts like that. And then a lot of it, now that I've joined on as the uh, operations manager of Lit, is, you know, various meetings, So today I had meetings and then I was filming a little bit and I filmed live. I did, you know, my uh, live broadcast through Lit Daily, filmed two things for Lit Daily that were recorded to be put on Lit. Had another meeting. Now I'm podcasting. So I was watching videos yesterday that somebody sent in for my sequencing lab. So it's a little bit of everything. That being said, I, I, I'm spending more time at a desk. So my evenings are turning into going right back down to my mat and doing a little bit of movement to kind of rehab my, but a lot of movement. I do like to run. So I run three days a week also. And I do that both on my treadmill or outside, depending how cold it is. And then meetings and teaching uh, yoga. I mean, what's any better than that? It's great. How about you, Laura? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're kind of laughing because I mean, KB and I, we are, I couldn't find a better kind of co-pilot because we both have, we were like workhorses. We love working. We love being productive and showing up. And I'll say, I think we, we love that because we, we found our path. You know, we found it early. I know for one, and I know you feel the same way, just to know that we wanted to go into wellness, that we wanted to help people, that it just, it was, we were lined up. And so I would say 26 years in, I still, I still wake up with that enthusiasm. And so my work, my work day, similar to KB's is very different every day. I film a lot. I teach classes. I have a lot of meetings. KB now knows like it is to run a ship. There's a lot of parts. And the good thing is I have very trustworthy people, super smart. I don't have micromanager do. I just kind of like being involved in a lot of ways as much as I can. And I'm a dreamer. I'm always thinking of not only creativity on the mat, but creativity in the workspace to really serve up something that I know I love so much and and bringing it to everyone. And to do that is, you know, it's a robust amount of work. I, I think COVID in some ways has made it easier to just work all day and not think about it because I, to sit around on my couch, I, I wouldn't be happy. And I, and I'm sure a lot of people who don't have that kind of passion for work have experienced that over the last two years. And I'm just so grateful that our, you know, our scaling has happened in part because of COVID. And we 
we're grateful that we were in a position to be able to do that. And so the job is never done. I think it's also good to have the idea like, okay, you know, I, I think both of us have the bullet points of what we want to get done today, knowing that, you know, we have a full calendar, we have goals, but I think we're both pretty good at being like, okay, this is today and, and, you know, wrap it up. But my mind is often churning, <laughs> like, you know, like that's, I read books, I have lots of other kinds of downtime, but this fuels me. I, it's because it has so many components. It's like logistical, it's creative, it's interactive, it's communal. It's really wonderful. And then when we get into the teacher trainings, we obviously are really um, involved in those. So it's, I, yeah, to be able to do a lot of different things is, is amazing. I'm really grateful. So same. yeah. Thanks, Megan. You've got a lot going your way. Megan is in getting her DPT right now and as a lit certified instructor and ambassador. So you can see where it can go. <laughs> you can find her on lit daily also. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you. This is wonderful as always, my dear friend. Yes. I love you. I love you. And as always, we're pulling for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.